0: Hi guys, and welcome back to another week of License to Adult. As always, my name is Shari, and I am your host. I can't believe that it's already been a week since I last spoke to you guys. Crazy. I have been so overwhelmed by the amount of support I received after putting out that first episode, and I just want to take a lovely hot minute to say thank you to everyone who listened and shared the podcast It really means so much to me. I honestly can't thank you guys enough. You guys are legends. With that said, I hope that you guys continue to enjoy the content that I'm putting out. And of course, all of the tea. A lot of tea is being spilled today, so I'm really looking forward to that. Without any further ado, let's get into it, shall we? This episode is called Friends Are Forever, or are they? Cryptic. And I'll be discussing everything from friendship breakdowns and how to deal with them to how to make new friends in your 20s. Bye, Bye, Hannah. But first, let's have a little catch up and let me fill you in about what's been happening in my life since we last spoke. First of all, I need to get this off my chest. Before I sat down to record this episode, I got a text from For The Love Festival saying that it's been pushed back to September and I am fucking furious. It was meant to be in two weeks on the 13th of March, but due to government regulations due to the COVID situation... But yeah, there's all these restrictions in place still, apparently that is preventing them from being able to move forward with the festival. So pissed off about that because I already had my outfit planned, but nonetheless, I'll get over it. Also, a man messaged me on Instagram the other day and straight out asked me to go on a date with him, which was very upfront of him, I must say, and a very weird experience for me considering... I haven't gone on a date or been thinking about going on a date in about almost three years. So didn't really know how to handle that situation, but I've just been watching heaps of the Australian Open. I am such a fan of tennis. I don't even know why I don't really watch any other sport. I kind of watched footy because my ex-partner did. So besides that, I really don't get into it, but something about tennis, I just fucking love it. I prefer the men's more just because I find the matches more entertaining. But also, who would not want to watch a bunch of hot men chasing balls around? I went to a gathering at my friend's house the other weekend. And this friend's a little bit younger. She's 21 and she's gorgeous. Anyway, she invited me around and a few people ended up coming over and having a little bit of a gathering. Yes, I miss those days, the old gatherings. But I felt so fucking old. Like, I honestly thought I was the oldest person there. But I went from a real high to a low when one of the guys there said to me that I looked 20. So obviously was loving that. I was like, thanks, doll, you're a gem. And then another guy predicted that I was 27. And obviously you never want to look older than you are. So that was a bit insulting and really bring me back down to earth. Also, I had casual drinks at my different girlfriend's house on Friday night after work. And we were just going to have casual drinks with the girls, ordered some Chinese, made some margaritas, And you know how it goes. You have a few drinks, you have a few more, whatever. Basically ended up getting fucking smashed. And another group of friends came over. Now, they'd obviously listened, or some of them had listened to my podcast and bring up the whole tattoo thing. To which I was not really ready to discuss it with a new group of friends because I'm still so embarrassed. And my girlfriend turned to me and she was like, Bitch, you either do a shot of tequila or you tell everyone what it says. So needless to say, I was pretty drunk by the end of the night. Also, me and my girlfriend got into a debate with this man at the party about... He basically made a comment saying that it was women's end goal to have kids, which don't even get me fucking started. Like, just immediately infuriated me. For those that don't know, I don't want kids. I'm super open about it. I'm open about it with everyone I date. And I don't need to say much more, but basically, yeah, this man said that it was women's end goal to fucking birth a child, which just infuriated me and my girlfriend. Also, just slide in a recommendation there. We've both been reading the book Women Don't Owe You Pretty by Florence Given, which is a really soft entry level into like feminism and a bit of life advice as well. So we're in the mix of that book when this comment got made. So he definitely picked the wrong fucking person to have this conversation with. To be fair, though, he did back down pretty quickly and said that that was not what he meant. So it's all good. We won the argument, girls. Uh, what else? Oh, God. I was so hung over my hairdresser appointment. I had a hairdresser appointment at 9 a.m. the next day and we were drinking until about 3 a.m. And it was about an hour away. I ended up sleeping on my friend's couch. I'd had about four hours sleep, got my shit together, went to my hair appointment, and it was the worst thing ever. Like, I'm never doing that again. I just the struggle to stay awake and I'm a blonde so it takes fucking hours. I basically cut all my hair off which was a wild decision. At first I was freaking out it was giving me real grade six bob vibes but you know what it's kind of growing on me girls it's a bit of a vibe. So yeah off the top of me head that's pretty much what's happened in my week. Let's get into the next segment guys my favorite segment my only segment story time. I love you. Now, I am slowly realizing that all my story times feature around boys or men. So I'm just going to apologize in advance for that, but I feel like it's the only entertaining shit happening in my life at the moment. So the other weekend, I went to a drum and bass event with my best guy mate and had heaps of fun, lots of dancing. Towards the end of the night, I was a bit bored, I guess you could say, craving a little bit of male attention, a bit of a confidence boost. And I was chatting with this guy for... Quite a while, and then we ended up having just like a little kiss. It wasn't much, and then the event was ending. So my mate was going home, and the guy that I'd kissed invited me to go back to his. Turns out he didn't live far from me, and he had three cats. And I fucking love cats. For those that don't know, I do have a cat. His name's Hunter. He's a ragdoll. He's a fucking weirdo, but I love him. So obviously, I was like, well, three cats lives around the corner from me. Why the fuck not? What's the worst going to happen, right? So he orders an Uber, we're on the way to his and I demand that he feeds me because your girl's fucking hungry. So got Maccas, went back to his and I found out that he is a full-time Bitcoin trader. So he literally makes a living off trading Bitcoin at home, which is mental. So in my head, I'm like, ding, ding, jackpot doll. And just a side note as well, my brother actually made heaps of money by trading in his Bitcoin because it's obviously just gone up or whatever i mean i don't fucking know i don't know anything about trading or the stock market or don't even fucking ask me because i've got no idea but he basically has been investing in bitcoin for quite a few years and cashed in when it was up and yeah paid off his car but i'm yet to find out the exact amount so when i find out i will obviously play the whole sharing his caring card but anyway we just went a bit off track there so got Maccas, went back to his bitcoin trader yep so then he took me for a tour of his house, you know, like a 4 by 2, pretty nice, and I met his cats. So there was two like Burmese and then one ragdoll, and which was awesome, like night made playing with them. But I slowly realized as the night went on that basically he was a complete fucking weirdo. He was just socially awkward. I'm not even sure how to describe it, but I knew I'd basically made a mistake he's walking me around his house and I've asked him am I the first girl that he's had over because he only moved in there a few months ago and he said no which I think was bs because he fucking gave off like virgin mary vibes so we just ate macca's, hung out with his cats it was about 3 a.m and I'd already decided in my head that I was going home so I told him that I was tired and then he asked me if I was planning on staying or going home I then told him that I was probably just going to order an Uber and head home. And I asked him if that was cool because, considering he was the one that had invited me over, I didn't want to be rude and just say goodbye. This man turns around to me and says, Yeah, that's fine, actually. I wouldn't mind having a night to myself. Like, sorry, what? You've lived here by yourself for three months and you have a semi attractive young single woman in your house that you invited over. And you wouldn't mind a fucking night to yourself, cunt. That makes no sense to me. Like, what a weirdo. I was so confused. I'm not sure if he was just saying that because I'd already said that I was planning on going home, but I actually genuinely felt like he meant it, which just, oh, I don't, I don't understand. Anyway, so I obviously ordered my Uber and fucking got out of there so fast. On my way out the door, literally opening the door to my Uber, he yells out, What's my name? So he can add me on Facebook. <laughs> and I fucking said it so quick and shut the door. He probably didn't even catch it. I was just like, I never want to see this man again. Like, this was a mistake. Can we just take a moment? Like, who does that? He's had three months in this house, which he lives in alone, by the way. He lives in a four by two fucking alone because he can and with three cats. I mean, which is fine. I love cats. I have cats. But yeah, it was like crazy cat woman vibes, like a man version. So. I thought that was wild. But yeah, that's my story time, guys. Let's move on, shall we? This episode is called Friends Are Forever, or are they? I knew when I started this podcast that I wanted this to be one of the very first episodes because... It's something that I've experienced a lot in my life that is gaining and losing friends and I feel like it's extremely common in your 20s. And for anyone going through this at the moment, I just want to say that it does get easier and you will find other friends, so don't stress. Okay, so I've broken this down into three main parts. The first part is a couple of stories I have regarding friendships and how I dealt with them differently. The second part is steps on how you can deal with a friend that you believe is becoming distant. And then the last part is just some tips on how to make new friends in your 20s. So let's get into it. These two stories have one thing in common, and that is both of these friends neglected our friendship when they got boyfriends, but the difference is how I dealt with them. So I'm going to be talking first to friend one, who I'm going to call Crumpet because I don't want to use people's names. So just bear with me. So Crumpet and I were friends from year seven in high school up until the age of 18, so six years. And halfway through high school, her parents actually moved her to an all-girls school because they thought that she was boy crazy and couldn't basically focus at school, which was correct. So we were best friends, like ride or die, everything, did everything together, spent all of our time together, calling, messaging every day. And then when we were 18, I was 18 at the start of the year and she turned 18 at the end of the year. So at the end of the year on her 18th birthday, we went to get matching tattoos. Yes, it's coming. The tattoo story. Fuck my life. You guys asked for it. So here it is. We Went to get matching tattoos and we thought that would be real cute and get a friendship quote. And we basically fucked up the quote. My half says (laughs) friendship unchanged by distance and hers says friendship unbroken by time. But mine was actually meant to say friendship unbroken by distance. And then hers was meant to say friendship unchanged by time. Either way you put it, it's still lame as fuck. And the reason why it's so funny and so cringe is going to be revealed later in this story. So just bear with me. After that tattoo, we went on a trip to the Gold Coast. Basically, we went to Thule's because why the fuck not? And at this time in our lives, I had a boyfriend and she didn't. She'd never had a boyfriend. She'd had like little flings and stuff, but not really properly dated anyone because she always just couldn't find the right guy or whatever. So go to the Gold Coast. We stay at the Hilton. So super nice hotel. But when we get there, we realize that it's actually just one big room. So two double beds, but one big room. Nothing separating the beds, which is fine. Whatever. didn't think too much of it. We went out on the first night clubbing and to the bar and to the pub and and we ended up meeting a couple of German backpackers. She really gelled with one and really liked one of them. Basically begged me for him to come back to our hotel room. Of course I was like yeah you can bring him back like whatever and she was like oh can you bring back the other guy so it's not like awkward or whatever and I was like well I mean I have a boyfriend so I'm not super comfortable with that but like I'm not going to be a fucking cock block so if you're really wanting to get with this guy, then like, yeah, I can do that, whatever. So they came back to our hotel room and we had like a tiny little fucking balcony, right? So me and this dude were out on the balcony while she was in the room with the other guy. And the like shears were closed, but we could obviously still see through them into the room. Anyway, so we're out there talking and we've turned around and they're just like full-blown going at it having sex on top of the covers. So me and this guy keep talking and he basically tries to hook up with me and I'm, I put my hand up and I'm like, no, look, I'm sorry. I actually have a boyfriend. My friend just really wanted to get with your friend and that's why she invited you guys back here. So needless to say, after that, he pretty much left. Crumpet and the other guy stayed and continued to have sex, Right it got to a point and I was like, I need to go to bed. Like I am fucking tired, mate. So I jump into bed and I can't sleep because they're fucking, they're doing all sorts. And I eventually get to sleep and then I wake up. And when I wake up, I open my eyes to them fucking. So not only did I have to fucking go to sleep next to her fucking this guy, but then I had to wake up next to her fucking this guy. Sorry, that's a lot of F-bombs, but I was just like annoyed, right? Because like I don't want to pull the whole girl's trip thing. Like, I'm, I'm happy that she's going out there and fucking you do you, boo. Like, I don't really care. She could fuck 100 guys and I wouldn't care. But it's the fact that it had then continued into the next day on the first night, guys. Like, come on. And I'm in the bed right next to her, like two meters from them. I just basically got up, got changed, left and just walked around Gold Coast by myself. Went and got some brekkie, uh, went to the beach, had a drink, whatever, killed some time. I came back to the hotel when my phone was pretty much on like 2%. It was going to die. So I was like, all right, it's midday. I'll come back now. I hadn't heard from her, by the way, but I just assumed that he'd left and she was sleeping or whatever. So I've walked back into the room to them doing doggy. I mean, first of all, these people have some stamina. Holy shit. Had both of them been like sex deprived? Honestly, I don't know how they can fuck that much, like a few times, yeah, but all night, then the morning, and then it was fucking lunchtime at this point, I just had a burst of like anger come out, and I was just like, are you fucking serious, get the fuck out of our room, and yeah, basically lost it, didn't handle the uh, situation too well, so I went and sat down in the lobby, and she's messaging me like, oh I'm sorry, he's leaving, come back up, I went back up, obviously I was pissed off, but you move on, you get over it, So then we continued with the trip and spent the two weeks in the Gold Coast, which was super fun and loved every minute of it. Didn't have any issues after that, right? On the plane to go back to Perth, for some reason, this guy that Crumpet had been fucking had my number instead of hers. Don't even know how that happened. But he sent me a text saying, hey, I lost Crumpet's number. Can you please send it to me? And I'm not going to lie. I read the message and sat on it for five minutes, like thinking, Because I was just so annoyed about the whole situation. So I just sat on it and thought, do I want to give this guy her number? Still a bit fuming about the whole lack of respect, basically. But my better friend took over and I was like, no, 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 don't be a bitch, pass on the number. So I said to her, hey, so-and-so is asking for your number, so I've just given it to him. And, you know, she was all excited and whatever because she obviously liked this guy. So I was like, yeah, cool, great, whatever. We get back to Perth and I basically stopped hearing from her, which I thought was strange considering we talk every day. So then I was making an effort to catch up with her and I basically found out that this guy that she'd been fucking when we were in the Gold Coast actually flew over to Perth to see her and was living with her. And when I say with her, we were 18 at the time, so she lived with her parents. So he was living with her and her parents. First of all, I just find that odd, like that her parents allowed that because, yeah, like I get it. She's 18. She's an adult. But this random stranger that they've never met before, they're just welcoming him into their house to live with their 18-year-old daughter. Strange, but you know, that's their choice. So I only actually found out after he'd been living with her for like a week or two that he was even in Perth. So that was a bit off. I was trying to make an effort to catch up with her and she basically kept saying to me that she wouldn't catch up with me unless he could come which was fine. I was like, look, I'm happy to do a double date with like him and my boyfriend and us. That's great. But also I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. So I'd love to just catch up one-on-one and have some girl chat. And you know, you can fill me in on everything that's been happening with him because we're not going to talk about that in front of them, obviously. Like you just need a bit of girl gossip, you know? But she basically said, no, I'm only going to catch up with you if he can come because he doesn't know anyone here. He's living at my house which I think is just bullshit. I mean, I'm sure that he can go out for a couple of hours or I I knew that she'd already introduced him to her male friends and they were getting on. So I feel like she was just making excuses. Basically from there onwards, it really was just tension and just a communication breakdown. And then all of a sudden, we probably hadn't spoken for, I don't even know, like a few weeks, a month maybe. I get invited to a going away party that she's hosting and it turns out that they're actually in a full-blown relationship and they're actually moving to Melbourne, to which she had not told me at all. I didn't know that he was her boyfriend now. I didn't know that she was moving to Melbourne and it was just like a total shock to be honest. I wouldn't have been annoyed if she'd like actually come and told me I would have been excited for her. But it was the fact that we had no communication. We'd been friends for six years. And then out of nowhere, I get an invite to an event that's like, hey, I'm leaving the fucking city. And then to make matters worse, I actually end up getting uninvited from the event. And then she invites all of my friends who weren't really friends with her because she only knew them or would hang out with them like when I was around. And, you know, back when you're 18, you've got your little cliques and your little groups and whatnot. So I was fucking furious. So I've done the most toxic thing that you can do. And I've rocked up at this going away party after she's uninvited me, which I'm still going to kind of stand my ground and say that I had every right to do that. I also had a key to her house. So that tells you how close we actually were. So I've rocked up to her house with all of my friends and we've all pretty much gone in and ignored her which now that I look back at it, I do feel bad. Like that's a really fucking shitty thing to do. But at the time I was just furious and I believe for good reasons. So yeah, we went in, ignored her, whatever. I got really drunk, obviously. And then on our way out, she came up to me and was like, oh, you know, I'm surprised that you came. Thanks for coming or whatever. And I just went off. Like I lost a day. I was just like, gave her all of my thoughts And she just stood there like in shock, which I was like, what did you think I was going to say? Like, yeah, babe, have a nice life. Thanks for six years of friendship. Like anyway, and then went on our way out and I've probably taken it a bit far here. I've turned to her mum because her parents thought that she was a fucking angel. Like honestly, they thought that she could do no wrong. So I've fucking turned to her mum and I said, just to let you know, your daughter fucked that guy in front of me multiple times all night into the next day. And I had to actually ask him to leave. Which, guys, you don't even need to tell me that is fucking toxic. I dead set should not have done that. So this is just an example of a situation where I didn't deal with it well. Okay, guys, now on to friend two. I'm going to call this friend Berger because, again, I don't want to use her real name. But this is going to be a much shorter story, guys. So don't worry, I won't drain you with this one. I'm not as emotionally charged about this story. So Berger and I met through my ex-ex-boyfriend and a mutual friend of ours that she was living with. And we were friends for a few years and we definitely became very close, like talking every day, on the phone, messages, going out together every weekend, that kind of stuff. I went through a very traumatic breakup with my ex-ex-boyfriend and he actually ended up going to jail which is a story for another time. But she was really there for me. She basically also went through a breakup not long after. And we just really bonded over that, I guess. And we just had mutual interests. And yeah, I just thought she was an absolute gem of a person. Eventually, she got a boyfriend, which is fine. But the second she got a boyfriend, again, I pretty much stopped hearing from her. I'm sorry to give you the like woo is me and like the same fucking narrative again but honestly like I was so disappointed and you give a little leeway you know when your friend first gets into a relationship they're going to have that honeymoon period three to six months whatever to which I was like yep fully get it understand and respect that you know go be in love but the odd thing was that she didn't actually tell me that it was her boyfriend until I asked So this has actually happened to me a couple of times before where I've caught up with a friend and I've asked about a boy that they were seeing and they casually drop in that it's their boyfriend. I just find that odd because when I get a boyfriend, the first thing I do is tell my girlfriends. Like I'm super excited to tell them. It's not some weird secret, I'm not hiding it. But anyway, that's fine. So that happened. I gave that three to six months where honeymoon phase was happening and respected her space. And then eventually I basically was putting in all this effort to try and catch up, just go for coffee, go for a drink, whatever. I was constantly asking when she was free. And then I started realizing that she was never asking when I was free back or never making time. We ended up catching up a couple of times, like going on double dates with her boyfriend and then my new boyfriend. We all got on really well, like the four of us hit it off. And I love her boyfriend. Like I think he's a top bloke. Anyway, so I kept trying, I kept trying, I kept asking when she was catching up, I kept putting in all this effort and basically nothing was being reciprocated, which really got me down, of course, and I was left wondering if I had done something wrong. Eventually, I asked her if I had upset her or if there was anything in particular, like a reason why she wasn't making an effort to catch up with me. She basically just apologized and said that she had a lot going on in her life and she knew that she was being a bad friend and that she would make more of an effort, which was great. We caught up a couple of times and then basically the same thing happened where it was just me constantly making all the effort, putting all the energy into the friendship and receiving nothing in return. I sent her a message and said, hey, look, I know that you've got a lot going on in your life, but I really miss you as a friend. and I really appreciate this friendship. And I just feel like I'm putting in all this effort and basically it's not being reciprocated. And it's really disappointing because I really want to see you. And she basically came back to me and said that she felt like our friendship was basically fading. I can't remember the exact words. And she took full responsibility of that. It was just like, you're right. That is a situation. I take full blame. I apologize, I miss you too, but then didn't actively try to catch up with me. So obviously I was very confused because the words weren't really matching the actions. And eventually I just sent her a message and said, look, I understand the situation, but I'm kind of over putting in all the effort. It's very one-sided, it's draining me. There's no point because it's not being reciprocated. If you ever feel like reaching out, I will be here for you. But if not, good luck in Melbourne because she was moving to Melbourne to be with her boyfriend. I felt like I'd taken all the steps to try and repair the friendship and on my end, I was content in knowing that I'd done everything I could. You lose friends, you gain friends. The girlfriends I have now, a shout-out to you guys. Fucking love you guys so much. You're my ride or dies. And yeah, over it, which... (laughs) fuck me. I'm saying over it, but like I just got so emotionally charged, but it just really brings you back to that time in your life. Moving on now, guys, we are at part two. Sorry, guys, I can't believe how long my rants go for. The question that we want to unpack here is how do you deal with a friend that's becoming distant? So I'm going to list some questions that I want you guys to ask yourself if you're currently in this situation or you're faced with this situation later in life. Please note, I'm not a psychologist. I don't have any degree besides marketing. So this is just kind of what I've learned and what I've decided is the best way to go about things. So listen to me, don't listen to me. Number one, ask yourself, is this a friendship worth maintaining? Because before you decide that you wanna repair it, you first need to figure out if this friendship is serving you. So do they lift your energy or do they drain you? Are you valued as a friend? Is it fulfilling you? Do you enjoy spending time with them or do you feel like you kind of put it off and almost resent doing it? That's the first thing that you need to figure out. Unless they lift your energy and they value you and respect you and you guys bring each other up, then it's probably not worth bothering. You should just save your time and energy on other people whose company you actually enjoy and you actually get something out of being a friend with them. The second thing you need to ask yourself is why do you think things have changed? Was there a certain event that happened? Was there a catalyst that's caused the friendship to slowly break down? Or was it just a series of blank time where communication is broken down? If you're not sure, it's worth bringing up with them because you can't figure out how to repair the friendship if you don't know why it was broken in the first place. The third thing that you need to do is figure out what role you have played in the friendship breaking down. It's super important to try and be self-aware and take accountability if you've contributed in any way to that friendship breaking down. Okay, number four, you need to communicate with them exactly how you're feeling. It's so important to be proactive and not reactive. So in my first story with Crumbert, I was obviously reactive. I waited for something to happen and then I lost my shit. Whereas in the second story with Berger, I was proactive and expressed exactly how I was feeling and we were able to have a mature and calm conversation about it. So make sure that you approach the topic with a very neutral and friendly tone. Don't be defensive. Don't come out swinging and attacking them because then you're just setting them up to be on the defense straight away. And that's just not going to solve anything. Plan exactly what you want to say before you say it. Make sure you articulate it really clearly and really listen to what they have to say. Okay, so once you've done all that, you have the final step, which is leaving the bull in their court. You've decided that this is a friendship that you want to try and save or maintain. You've looked at why things have changed. You've tried to figure out what role you've played in that friendship breaking down You've then communicated with them how you're feeling and asked them perhaps why things have changed or if you've done anything. You've been very calm about it. You've had a back and forth conversation and now you're not really sure where you stand. There's still maybe no effort being put in at this stage. That's when you need to just take a step back and go, you know what, on my end, I've known now that I've done everything that I possibly can to try and save this friendship. And I'm not gonna slave or sit around and be down about it any longer. So you just simply send a message to them stating that basically you're still going to be there for them. You still love them. You still would love to have this friendship with them, but you feel as though you're the one making the effort and it's not being reciprocated. And you just say to them, look, if you ever want to reach out, I'll be here from you. Otherwise, you know, I wish the best for you, so on and so forth. And that's it. Be done with it. Close the book. Move on. Okay, guys, so that brings us into our final part of this long-ass discussion, which is there are so many ways to make friends these days. Living in a digital era, obviously, is both a blessing and a curse at the same time because it opens up so many avenues for communication, but also it means that people have to hide behind their screens and often don't follow through, kind of like with Tinder dates. So here are my top quick tips for making friends in your 20s. They're pretty fucking basic, so don't come for me. Number one, Bumble Friends. Yes, I actually fucking love Bumble Friends. I downloaded this maybe a year and a half ago when I felt like I wanted to expand my friend circle. And it was the best, like just chatting to other girls in the city and, you know, seeing what they're into. And you can match based on so many things. So Zodiac signs, which I know hips people are into, not going to lie. I'm a party, so I'm super fucking into it. But yeah, I just thought it was a really great way to make friends. Super easy, super quick to download and make a profile. And just, yeah, great if you're moving cities as well. Off the back of that, another one is Facebook groups. Again, good if you move cities. I've seen a couple of girls do this in groups that I'm in on Facebook who have basically moved to a new city and they just say, hey, does anyone want to go out for drinks? And they get a group of girls together and bang, you've got a new group of girlfriends. So love that. Love that about digital. Number three is mutual friends which obviously requires you to have friends in the first place, but hopefully you've got one or two friends doll. So it's one of the easiest ways because if you like your friend, you're most likely, not always, but most likely going to like their friends as well. Just try to drop into things that they're going to or maybe bring up in conversation or say that you'd be keen to come along or something like that. So that's a really great way to try and expand your circle without putting yourself too much out of your comfort zone because you'll have your friend there for backup. Number four, go out into the world and actually talk to people. I know, right? Insane. Who'd have thought? So, you know, go get drunk, go to the club, make best friends with that girl in the little fucking miniskirt who you said you think's hot, and then make sure you actually message her the next day. I know, right? sounds crazy. This happens to me all the time. I go out and I'm like, I fucking love you. You're my new best friend. Whatever, we exchange Facebooks or Instagrams and then I never message them. So maybe actually start messaging them back and you might make some new friends. People just need to be a little bit more confident. There's nothing wrong with just going up to people the old-fashioned way, talking to them, finding out about their life, and then asking to hang out. There's nothing weird about wanting to be friends with somebody, okay? So can we please just normalize talking to people in the real world and making friendships happen? All right, guys, I was about to wrap that up, and then I realized I never even finished the end of my tattoo story. Basically, if you didn't catch on earlier, the iconic thing was, well, not iconic, ironic, I don't know, that we got tattoos saying friendship, unchanged by distance and unbroken by time which she moved to melbourne within three months of getting them by the way probably probably should have mentioned that we got them in late november and i believe she moved around february i'm not 100 on that but it was about three months after we got these tattoos so got these tattoos saying friendship wouldn't be broken by time or distance three months later she fucking moved to melbourne friendship broke down pretty fucking stupid now i hope you guys can see why i want to get it removed Okay, guys, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me on this second episode of License to Adult. I hope that you guys enjoyed it and found all this tea entertaining. I am sorry about my long rants. I know I need to cut them down a bit, but I just get so into it. So to keep up with me during the week, guys, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at License to Adult. Also, please don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Also, please rate only five stars, obviously, and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Alternatively, you can take a screenshot and upload it to your Instagram story. It really does help me out and it makes me want to keep putting out content for you guys uh yeah it would really mean the world to me so on that note as always have a fabulous fucking weekend I know I will considering it's my birthday week and I've got a lot of shit planned so I'm sure next week I will have a lot to fill you guys in on I'll be back in your ears next Wednesday hopefully if I don't have too much of a big weekend no promises but I'm gonna aim for next Wednesday at 6am like always all right guys bye